0: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the president and his uh, henchmen are not backing off the pressure that they are applying to Facebook. Uh, They are going to squeeze down via threats, uh, innuendo and uh, outright headlock uh, that Facebook must follow their edicts on content. Here is the president today um, scaring Facebook into capitulation on taking down information that the White House does not like. It's the platforms like
2: Facebook—they're killing people. I mean, it really they're, look the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated, and that—and they're, and they're killing people.
0: What an idiot! I mean, Facebook is not killing anyone. Um, he hasn't gotten the message to his uh, attorney general yet. As Merrick Garland said today, that Jen Psaki, what was the euphemism she used yesterday? That they basically have approved storylines and that they're doing vetting of content. And and now today, she doubled down on this and said that if one social media platform bans you, they all should ban you. (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing because it's just dystopian nonsense i i should be crying as awful as this is because we don't have a free country if this becomes our country um it's just i mean i i i almost pinch myself to wonder am i in america anymore Why is every journalist in America not rising up and protesting this at the top of their lungs? The sad part of it is that these idiots who work for the mainstream media, also are Democratic Party operatives, might as well be, and they think, oh, but... But we're on the right side of history, and they'll never do that to us. Really? You sure about that? You cannot be sure about that. I applaud Fox's Peter Ducey, who was bringing it strong to Jen Psaki today. I'm going to play their exchange right now, and I'll probably stop it, uh, Amid their conversation to comment, but here's Peter Ducey's question to Jen Psaki, who, if you recall, yesterday said, "Well, there's 12 people, and presumably Alex Berenson, formerly of the New York Times, is one of them. Uh, Barry Weiss is probably one. Uh, boy, who are some of the others out? Uh, uh, Marty Makary would be one. Um, you know, people with national platforms." who are just saying, you know, Brett Weinstein is one look at the data. Don't believe everything you say. Don't be an alarmist. Don't buy Fauci's, you know, stupid edicts and the rantings of Rochelle Walensky from the CDC. Here's Peter Doocy because Jen Psaki said yesterday, 12 people, well, it's 12 people who are, you know, causing all this misinformation on Facebook and Facebook should police them and watch it. because They don't. Well, then Joe Biden comes out today and says, Facebook is murdering people. Here's Peter Doocy. Uh, I don't know if he's badgering. Um, If he is, good for him. But he's holding Jen Saki's feet to the fire.
1: Okay, so these 12 people who you have on a list, 12 individuals, do they know that somebody at the Surgeon General's office is going through their profile?
2: I'm happy to get you the citation of where that comes from. There's no secret list. I will tell you that these are people who are sharing information on public platforms on Facebook. Information that is traveling is inaccurate. Our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is...
0: You know, here's the problem. You don't get to tell us what our biggest concern is. You can have your biggest concern. We get to decide what our biggest concern is. You don't. And how do you know the information is, mis- is misinformation? For the longest time, the lab leak theory was misinformation. At other times, wearing a mask, Anthony Fauci said initially, was not a good idea. Was that misinformation? Because later on, he said it was a great idea and a mandatory thing to do. And then he said two masks. So that's just a stupid thing for her to say. The conversation continues.
2: Is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation that is leading them to not take a vaccine. Young people, old people, kids, children. This is all being a lot of them are being impacted by misinformation.
0: You don't know that. Okay. You don't know that. You're painting a scenario that is just not true. You know, could the numbers be spiking in some areas of the country because your administration wants to rescind Title 42, which precludes the release into the populace of illegal aliens stopped at the border? You want to release people into the country with COVID? The numbers in Texas are up because the illegal immigrants are released in You're trying to release them without them being tested. So she's lying, and, you know, I'm not surprised because that's what she does.
1: concern, though, I think, for a lot of people on Facebook is that now this is Big Brother watching you.
2: They're more concerned about that than people dying across the country because of a, a pandemic where misinformation is traveling on social media platforms. That feels unlikely to me.
0: That shows you how little she prizes freedom of speech. Yes, I would make that contention that more people in the United States of America are concerned about their freedom of speech rights being taken away by the government than they are concerned about COVID. You know how I know that? Because 75 million of those people voted for Donald Trump and every single one of them who voted for Donald Trump is likely more concerned about the intrusions on their freedom of speech than they are about covid at this stage of the game.
2: If you have the data to back that up, I'm happy okay. to discuss and it. About things
1: that are on Facebook, I looked this morning, uh, there are videos of Dr. Fauci from 2020 before anybody had a vaccine, and he is out there saying there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. So is the administration going to contact Facebook and ask them to take that down?
2: Well, first, I think what Dr. Fauci has said himself, who's been quite public out there, is that science evolves, information evolves, and we make that available in a public way to the American people.
0: Yeah, Okay. it evolves, which is the classic argument against your policing of information at any juncture. You're not going to let people see information right now because you say it's misinformation. The lab leak theory is the quintessential example of that. You would have stopped that as misinformation. In fact, Twitter and Facebook and other platforms did deplatform people and shame people and label people for insisting on the lab leak theory. No, no, it was a wet market. No, no, it was a bat. No, no, it was animal related. You would have eliminated that from public view if you could have. So your whole point that science evolves proves why all viewpoints should be out there all the time.
2: Exactly. I, I, I have never seen any data say, to suggest that uh, that the vaccines cause infertility. That is information that is irresponsibly traveling. Okay. Me. Just one more. okay. About the science. About
1: the science evolving. Facebook used to post. I uh, Used to block people from posting that. COVID may have originated for a lab that is something this president now admits is a possibility. So is there any concern that things you are trying to block or have taken down might someday turn out to be... We
2: don't take anything down. We don't block anything.
1: Okay. Okay. Come on.
0: You've done everything but tell Facebook. There are 12 people who are circulating misinformation. You said today That if you're banned on one platform, you should be banned on all platforms. For her to try to say, we don't take anything down. No, you just make it eminently clear that anybody who posts anything about vaccine hesitancy or a reason why you shouldn't get a vaccine is misinformation. And then you tell Facebook, you know, know, if you don't do something about this, like we met. You always hold over their head the guillotine of calling them on the carpet in Washington and threatening them with more intrusions in what they do. Ludicrous that she would say that we don't take anything down. What a liar.
2: Facebook and any private sector company makes decisions about what information should be on their platform. Our point is that there is information that is leading to people not taking the vaccine and people are dying as a result. And we have a responsibility as a public health matter to raise that issue. The responsibility we all have, the government, media, platforms, public messengers, to give accurate information. Go ahead.
0: No. No, you don't. It's not your responsibility. People have the freedom to be stupid. They do. They have the freedom to be stupid. If they want to be stupid, and I'm not saying if you don't get vaccinated, you're stupid. I'm just saying anything out there that you want to do that is not against the law, you have the freedom to do it in the United States of America, whether it's wise, whether it's unwise, you can do it. Hopefully, if you experience consequences from doing it, those consequences will also not also uh, impact others. Sometimes they do. You have the freedom, even though it's against the law. You can you can get in your car right now and you can drive down Main Street of a small town and you can drive a hundred miles an hour if you want to. You probably kill yourself and you probably kill others. But it's a stupid thing you can do if you want to do it. It is against the law, but you can nevertheless do it and they can't stop you. That's a physical action. An idea on a piece of paper or on a computer screen is far less dangerous. But if they, if they insist on this kind of nannying us for your own good, you can't see it. That is nefarious. That is what they have done in communist countries and in dictatorships and in authoritarian governments around the world for years. We are set apart because we don't do that. And if they attempt to do that, well, it's going to threaten the very existence of what makes our country special. (laughs)
2: 6:50.
0: 6:50. As we wrap up the week on the Bruce Hooley Show, appreciate your time and attention this week. Uh, we talked a bit. I think did we talk about the Maria Taylor Rachel Nichols controversy at ESPN on the show, Aaron? I don't think so. Okay, no. so Rachel Nichols is an ESPN reporter. She's been their um, lead female voice on the NBA. Former Washington Post reporter. She's very good at what she does. Uh, she was recorded on a mic that she didn't know was on from a hotel room in Orlando, Florida complaining to an agent about being taken off the NBA Finals last year, which she said was in her contract, that she got to host that. Uh, And ESPN put a black reporter, Maria Taylor, on instead of Rachel Nichols. It was a couple months after the George Floyd situation. Draw your own conclusions. Uh, That situation festered for a year at ESPN. Uh, Rachel Nichols apologized uh, when it became known about a week ago. I think it was last Sunday the New York Times wrote a story about it. So, Maria Taylor's been hosting the (laughs) NBA Finals, and she's not nearly as good as Rachel Nichols. Uh, But she's black, and she's pretty, and Rachel Nichols is white, and she's pretty, and, you know, whatever. Well, Maria Taylor clearly had this call, or someone she knows leak this information to the New York Times because her contract's ending. And she was hoping to use it as leverage against ESPN to get a big contract, because it looks bad if... You know, white reporter alleges that black reporter got a job because of their race. You wouldn't dare fire me now. You wouldn't dare let me walk at contract time now. Well, ESPN has apparently called her bluff and not juiced up her contract offer. And the reports are out there that Maria Taylor is going to leave ESPN for NBC Sports. Now, let me tell you what will happen to Maria Taylor. She will enter the abyss of anonymity that many, many, in fact, most ESPN talents have fallen into, once they leave, the worldwide leader. I have no love for ESPN. I've worked for an ESPN-affiliated station twice. It's an okay place to work. Uh, I have no problems with it. I could never work there again, because, of course, I'm conservative Republican. (laughs) But there have been... People who have been stars at ESPN, who have left ESPN and vanished, vanished. Michelle Beadle, Craig Kilborn, Carrie uh, Champion, many, many others. Okay, they all think, "Well, I'm a big star at ESPN. I'll be a bigger star when I leave." No, no, and no. There are a few notable exceptions to this. Not many. Colin Cowherd is one. Jason Whitlock is one. And I would say Rich Eisen at the NFL Network is one. Dan Patrick's done okay, but he's not done as well as he was doing when he was at ESPN. Skip Bayless has done okay. He's not done as well as he was doing in terms of national recognition, eyes on what he's doing all the time. Sure, they sign for bigger money somewhere else. But if they stay on the air That's a crapshoot, and if they become uh, more well-known, increase their, as we say in the business, their brand, no, doesn't happen. And it won't happen to Maria Taylor, because, honestly, she doesn't have the talent to do that. She has gotten where she's gotten because of her looks, because of her smile, and yes, because of her race. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all capitalize on what characteristics we have that others find desirous in an employee. But she is making an egregious career mistake, thinking she's going to be a big star leaving for more money somewhere else. It won't happen. It just won't happen. Not for her. Now, I think the one thing we ask of government, one of the main things we ask of government, is don't waste our money. Don't waste our money. You're going to take our money in taxes. You're going to spend our money. But it really frosts us when we waste, when they waste our money. That is why I'm not happy. And I wonder um, how many of you would agree or disagree with me on this. Ohio, as we know already, this has long been reported, wasted $1.7 billion dollars in unemployment overcompensation from the time of the pandemic on. 1.7 billion. 444 million of that went to self employed individuals who did not qualify for traditional unemployment, but filed and in the avalanche of paperwork during the pandemic were paid the benefits they were not entitled to anyway. The state of Ohio is now saying, and guess who's pushing this? The Democrats in the General Assembly. But they don't have the votes to make this happen, so Republicans are going along with it and they're complicit in it. They are saying that Ohio is not going to ask for that money to be repaid. Now, I get that people were struggling during COVID, and I get that you rely on the state to tell you what your benefits are, and you assume they know what they're doing. But I don't feel like this is something we should just blindly say, okay, our bad, keep the money. I think a certain amount of this money, a at least a percentage of this money, should be repaid. Because that's taxpayer money. And I also find it difficult to believe that a lot of people were getting unemployment benefits who genuinely believed that this was all on the up and up and they weren't gaming the system. So this is deeply distressing to me. $444 million to self Look, I was self-employed at that time. I could have filed. I asked if I was eligible. I was told no. I didn't file. So I'm getting penalized for being honest. I would feel like, in fact, we got a check uh, a while back uh, during the stimulus. And I'm like, we're not entitled to that. We better not spend that. And my wife's like, no, no, she's a tax accountant. She knows. She's like, no, we are entitled to it. I'm like, I don't think so. And I got my little, you know show prep view of what the government is doing, uh, filtering through my brain, and I made a misjudgment. But I was still nervous enough about that that I said, "Hun, we better not spend that money. I think we owe that money back. I think there were a lot of people in this situation on the unemployment benefits, and they just took it, and they spent it, and now Ohio says, eh, our bad. Go ahead and keep it. We won't ask for it back. Uh, that's That's egregious to me.